Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan McCrone, and this is episode 81 of Sodom and I. So the last time I spoke to you guys, that was on Wednesday, and we were speaking on the second half of the Times to Pray. Now, to, the name of today's episode is Conviction versus Condemnation. Now, before I get started, I will say it's easy. It's easy to want to give up on people. It's easy to just want to leave them alone. But if God did the same thing to us, where would we be? Where would we be? Without God's love, man, we wouldn't be nowhere. We'd be doing everything with everyone, everywhere, at all times. But God, God calls us to do something different. So conviction versus condemnation. Conviction is about awareness. And the beauty of awareness is that it's the first step towards growth and change. Condemnation, on the other hand, has guilt and punishment attached to it. And there is no wiggle room, no space to grow and change. And there's only the consequences of actions. Conviction. Letting somebody know if they're, you know, in Christ, even if they're not in Christ, you know, but if they're not in Christ, you do it in a more loving way. When they are in Christ, God says, judge them by their fruit, judge them by their spirit, you know, test the spirit. Conviction is about awareness. If you know somebody isn't doing some what they need to do, check up on them, but don't, don't condemn them. There's only consequences of actions. A lot of people stay away from the church because they have been condemned by the church and not convicted. But God calls us to convict, you know, to provoke one another in Christ, not condemn one another without Christ, you know. So conviction, diving deeper into it. Now, I hope you guys have your Bibles. I have my physical Bible in front of me, but also I um, I wrote all these verses down. So I'll still give you guys to like turn the pages and whatnot as you, you know, hear me read it. So the purpose of conviction is in simple terms a reminder of what we should be doing versus what we want to do one of the best examples of conviction is the bible itself god's word so we are going to go to second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and this is in kjv all scripture is given by inspiration of god I didn't give you guys a chance to turn, but that's okay. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, here's another translation of this verse, because I like the Passion Translation. This is the same thing, but TPT. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture for it is God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength 
to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Mm. God gave us his word so that we can learn from the mistakes of others as well as how to better ourselves. The Bible is literally a book of stories. The Bible is quite literally a life manual and God has given us the keys to his kingdom. All we have to do is use them. So now we are going to go to 2 Corinthians verses or well chapter 7 verses 9 through 11. And this one I'm going to read in the Passion Translation again. Verse 9. Now I'm overjoyed, not because I made you sad, but because your grief led you to a deep repentance. You experienced godly sorrow, and as God intended, it brought about gain for you, not loss, so that no harm has been done by us. God designed us to feel remorse over sin in order to produce repentance that leads to victory. This leaves us with no regrets, but the sorrow of the world works death. Verse 11, can't you see the good fruit that has come as God intended because of your remorse over sin? Now you are eager to do what is right. Look at the indignation you experienced over what happened and how alarmed you became. What holy longing it awakened, what passion for God and how ready you were to bring justice to the offender. Your response has proved that you are free of blame in this matter. Mm. And I believe this is a letter from Paul to the Corinthians in that church. And I think, you know, before he came and convicted them and they took that and they changed their ways. And Paul is like saying how proud of them he is. He's proud of them. Your response has proved that you are free of blame in this matter. And now, here's some verses to combat condemnation. Because we can not only be condemned by those who are, you know, excuse me, trying to correct us. But we can also fall into self-condemnation. And I will say sometimes I can fall into self-condemnation because I'll be like, man, I should have did this better. Oh, I shouldn't have done that or this and that. I knew da 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 Self-condemnation. God don't want you to pity yourself. He wants us to stop that. Here are verses to combat condemnation. Psalm chapter 34. And this is verse 22 in NLT. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. And this is John chapter 3. Everybody loves 316, but we're going to start on 17, go to 18. This is KJV. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already 
because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And now we're going to go to Romans chapter 8. This is going to be verses 1 through 4 in KJV. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And now, 1 John chapter 3, verses 20 through 21 in KJV. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. I will say that again. Excuse me. If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Verse 21. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. In another translation of this, back, you know, TPT. Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience. Amen. And he knows everything there is to know about us. My delightfully loved friends, when our hearts don't condemn us, we have a bold freedom to speak face to face with God. The running theme here is to trust that when Jesus Christ died on that cross, he died for me and you personally, not for some of your sins, not for the least, or for what we feel doesn't matter, or even just for the most of them, but for every one. God sent him on purpose. God sent Jesus Christ here on purpose. He came to earth in the flesh to save us from eternal damnation and shed his precious blood so that we might be saved. God is good. God is amazing. Mm. And that's the end for today. We're not going to make this one super long. I know the last one, or last two might have been around like 30, 40 minutes. Today, we're just keeping it under 15. Today was a rough day. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I went to my friend's funeral. My friend has been buried. <sighs> Today was a tough one. And God is still good. God makes no mistakes. We make the mistakes. So if you're out there listening, just obey the Lord. If you get words from 
from him through somebody else. Take a profit as a profit and receive a profit's reward. God is not a man that he should lie. So if he tells you something, I pray that we soften our hearts and just listen. Because my friend's life could, you know, she could still be here had she listened. One thing that I'm going to take from this, other than the fact that, you know, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Like, we don't know when the next time we're disobedient could cost us our lives. You know, there's things we want to live in the flesh. We want to do the things of the flesh. But God said, let me roll and scroll back up. (laughs) And this is Romans 8 and 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Then three, for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. We need to live in the spirit. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Jesus condemned sin, but he didn't condemn us. If we get convicted, just listen. Just listen to the Holy Spirit, man. Because it could possibly save your life. We don't know. Only God knows. But... We, we just got to obey, man. That's it. And I'll leave you guys with Romans 8 and 28. Because I know now, you know, it could be a tough time for a good amount of us, regardless of what we're, you know, going through. And we know that all things, we know that all things work together to good for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God said, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands. We know that all things work together for good to those that love God, for, to, for those that obey his commands. Guys, what the the flesh cannot give us anything that God cannot. I pray that he gives us the strength to walk in the spirit because he knows it's hard. That's why he said the the, the path is narrow. I, I keep remembering this poem that I read in college, The Road Less Traveled. Like the path is narrow, like not, this isn't, every everybody's built for this, but not everybody is going to follow it. God has a plan for all of our lives, but not everybody is going to walk in his purpose. But if you really say you love God, and you really mean it, and you truly appreciate who he is and not just what he does for you, then you will obey his commands. It really is that simple. It feels a lot harder, but it's not. I pray that God softens our hearts for us to listen. He sure has softened mine. 
And with that being said, I love you guys. I pray that, you know, we're just, that we continue to be blessed. We're a blessing unto others. That we spread his love, spread his peace, spread his joy, spread his gospel, and plant seeds. I love you, but God loves you a whole lot more than I do. You guys have a wonderful night. And God bless you.